that's it, man. Episode 19 is on. This is happening. Episode 19, eh? That's yeah. pretty nuts. I know. You think about that. We, we are so deep into double digits at this point. Yeah. So didn't <laughs> didn't think we'd ever make it this far, but we have. We're almost at the 25% mark of 100. Almost. Almost. So, <laughs> we're almost at the 1% mark of forever. That's true. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I'm not really good at statistics. But it's statistics, not, right? Yeah, maths aren't my forte either, so I don't know what'll happen. Yeah. So this is episode 19 of Rona Geek Official Podcast. I'm Rob. Hi. Hey, I'm Alex. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> beat you this time. <laughs> oh, dude, it was a race to the finish and I lost. Uh, let me turn our game down a little bit here while I'm at it. We're really killing it. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried about this episode. Okay. The, the, a weird episode already. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Yeah, because, I mean, normally I like to have really, like, ultra detailed notes about what we talk about. However, this time, lots been going on. It was also Canadian Thanksgiving, so I haven't had a lot of time to make these extremely detailed notes as I would normally want to do. Uh, so let's kind of wing it on a couple topics. Uh, I know Venom, uh, movie review is going to be a big part of this. Yeah. So we have to maybe finally decide on some sort of rating system for these movies that we're seeing and spoiling and reviewing. Yeah. What is the system? What is uh, it? I feel like we should be using like a Rick and Morty kind of rating system. Mm, we could. We could yeah. potentially. Like how many Mortys? No, like how many grapples. Oh, I get you. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could also go by like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, of a Spider-Man themed rating system and how, how many how many sad peter parker faces are there yeah how many sad peter parkers are there or how many how many uh, it's not funny Daily, i was, I was gonna say Googles. number of teenage peter parker high school spider-man films that's a mouthful yeah because <laughs> there's so many of them there are so, yeah yeah so i thought maybe oh there's enough of them how, how much on a scale of uh, responsibility is this falling <laughs> uh i would say a four out of ten so Oh, That's where we're at right now. But we have other topics to talk about too. So I thought we could kind of start with what we've been playing, what's been going on there. I, I know you didn't you didn't get a chance to talk about Call of Cthulhu last week, but your campaign's still going. Yeah, yeah presumably. Yeah. And then, so how are you guys doing? Because when you left off last time, I think it was the catacombs. Uh, oh wow, yeah, I'm pretty okay, sure. So because someone almost got their skin all ripped off. And yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the Call of Cthulhu uh, campaign. Oh, give me one second here. Oh, you only get one though think we are yeah we're good because it picked up my uh oh, okay yeah yeah uh yeah so the call of cthulhu campaign that we're currently playing which is the uh, orient express mm-hmm. uh that one has been going quite well last you heard was the skin removal process it was paris yeah the catacombs paris, yeah. yeah uh i think that was in nice oh in nice I think that, I okay in the catacombs nice, paris yeah i could be wrong Anyway, doesn't doesn't really matter. We ended up going on a train ride to our next location and fell asleep. Okay, is what happened. Yeah, we were in fell the, asleep at the train station. No, no, on the train. On the train. Yeah, there was some some intermingling on the train, uh, and then uh, we fell asleep and woke up on another train. <laughs> okay. In the Dreamlands, which is a really weird location. Dreamlands, I'm not familiar with yet. What's the Dreamlands? Okay, so Dreamlands are kind of like uh, what's on the tin, in a sense. Like, you're obviously dreaming. Okay. It's an area where there are very, very strange creatures. Okay. Are these still things that you don't have, you don't possess the power to defeat, or? No, uh, Dreamlands is a bit weird. It's a bit uh, more D&D styled, or like like classical tabletop in the sense that you can actually fight back. Okay. 
because in the dreamlands you can make thing you can manifest stuff. Okay. Oh, like weapons or what? Whatever. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get a little bit more creative with this. Yeah, you can. Um, it, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, we're on this weird. You, I struggle to call it a train because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a bunch of like weird tentacly creatures that kind of <laughs> meander around with these house kind of car things on their back. This sounds like a Miyazaki film. It, it is. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's like talking cats. Oh, on, that's on great. Oh, man. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a murder that happens at one point. It's, um, yeah, you guys have been cthulhu away. Yeah, there's also these creatures that get stuffed up in the corners in the train. Okay. <laughs> by these other guys that don't like them. How bizarre. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely insane. So is this, is this part of the campaign that was planned on, or did you guys just oh, yeah, happen to is, end up there? Part of the campaign, okay. to my understanding. If not, it's been flawlessly shoved into the campaign by our GM. Our GM's too good. I yeah. actually I couldn't even tell you what he adds so and what... do you think this instance is happening in real time or is it setting you further back from the other team who you're racing to the end or uh i don't think it's a setback in any means okay or by any means i think it's uh it is part of the journey okay i think yeah that makes sense and it, it's good because it, it's got a lot of interpersonal stuff for yeah. characters like uh, we're all there to kind of let go of something mm-hmm. that's, well, that's part cool of, part of what we're doing so you get a little bit of uh story in there as well yeah so, very cool oh very did cool. i ever tell you what the name of my character is no Alexander Winters. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool name. <laughs> yeah, I figured you might appreciate. Yeah, that. I'm gonna adopt that name now. <laughs> so from now on, I'm already a. I'm already technically A W. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that that would actually work for me. So, but you all know me as Alex Austin. Yeah, yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink. A like alcoholics and all that's that's just that's, that's just the, the uh, that's just the stage name, the podcast oh, okay. name, yeah, the yeah, alias. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like what's what's your what's your full alias for the purpose of the podcast? Rob. Just Rob. <laughs> That's, that's actually, I think on, it's either Buzzsprout or Spotify, uh, under under creators or whatever. I, I think yeah. I put Alex Austin and Rob because I'm like I don't know what you have to go by. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So yeah, I yeah. thought because I think I know your middle name starts with a C, right? Yeah. It does. Okay, I, w- I won't say it, but yeah, I, th- I thought maybe I thought maybe that would be what you go with, but I'm like I don't know if he actually would. So yeah, that, that would that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. something to think about. Yeah. We're only on episode 19. And that's slightly less than 1% of all the episodes we'll ever do. I'll just go through so. and I'll edit over all the times where I say my name and just replace it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the most laborious possible thing Oh, to yeah, do. like, yeah. but and just say it in the most, like, banal way possible. But you actually have to, like, match it up with the sound no. quality no, of those no, episodes? No, no. Not at all. <laughs> no, it's going to be the same recording set at the same monotone frequency, and I'll just copy and paste it and just, okay. like, paste over good. every time. Good, good. This is Starbuck. <laughs> Yeah, just like something really yeah. ass nine too. I don't know where Star. Oh, Bet uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Battle Slayer, yeah. That's where it came from. Yeah, yeah um, and Starbucks. And the thing you drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. So Call of Cthulhu coming along. Coming no deaths along. yet. Uh, a cat died. Oh my god. Not no nobody in the party yet. No. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm aware of. I actually wasn't there last session. The cat was a foreshadowing, maybe. Maybe it was yeah. in it was in one of my carry on cases. So I oh was, really? I was not a fan mm-hmm. of that. I never, I never. Like it played. jumped out on you or something? No, no, no. Like I opened up one of my uh, traveling cases and voila, cat. Uh, <laughs> voila, dead, cat. Dead cat. Yeah. Oh, dead I was, cat. I was not. Really oh, it didn't impressed. start off alive. Oh, not when I saw it. Okay. It was dead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been uh, us uncovering the mystery of the dead cat. Did you guys get into the philosophy of that? Uh, not yet. Well, okay. maybe I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. If the cat was alive or dead well, before you saw it. <laughs> 
Yeah, Schrodinger's cat. That's a good point. <laughs> how did nobody make that joke? Oh, I so would have made that I joke. I don't know how... Like, that's something I would have jumped on. You could have way. defeated Cthulhu right then and there. Maybe, yeah. What was that? I, I don't know. That was the, I, defeat, I got, the, the defeat Cthulhu noise? Yeah, I got, I got a lot going on here, actually. Okay. I, better, I better mute this thing. <laughs> it's fine. No this worries. is out of control. This whole this whole episode's out of control, man. I like it. It's oh, nice. Oh, my God. It's very organic. Yeah. <laughs> We're drinking two people, so just so you're aware, that's happening in the background here. So I have done a thing in my playing this week. I have started oh, Final sure. Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, you're um, so I'll give you kind of first impressions, and then you can decide if you want to go in on it or not, or if you want to see it afterwards, take a little bit of a peek oh, yeah. at, at what's in store. But uh, Final Fantasy fifteen is a game uh, I missed out on. I've played like every Final Fantasy up to this point, so I, like in the mainline series. So I don't know. There wasn't really a reason why I hadn't played this. Oh no, I didn't play the third thirteen. Wasn't there three? Yeah, thirteen. I didn't do. Yeah, so I played the first two parts. Oh, I didn't. I didn't do any of it. Yeah. So and then I didn't play the third part. So I heard it was thirteen was good. Thirteen was good. Yeah, it was a real good game. So the the first one was I, I thought it was a bit short and it, you couldn't get as granular with any of the customization or or, or anything yeah. like that. I thought, but it got better as it went along. Certainly, because they started listening to fans to kind of determine what what would be the right way to go. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't really get too much into thirteen. However, I did get fifteen. I got the royal edition. Okay. Which I got it for like forty bucks on sale. Like I can't. It might have even been like last year. It was a long time ago though. Yeah. And uh, and I just hadn't opened it. So recently I opened it, did the full install and everything. Uh, I had to delete a bunch of stuff off my PlayStation to even do it because <laughs> so much to download. Like oh, speaking of yeah, speaking of PlayStations, uh, sorry, one? sorry to sidetrack. No, I'm about to. Oh, sweet. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna try and pre-order the Red Dead edition. Nice. You gotta PS4. hit up EB Games quick for that. Uh, yeah, I should probably go after this. Yeah, I think it's like if you do fifty bucks down or whatever, they guarantee one. Oh, okay, I'm gonna fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably just pay the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. so I can just walk in, grab it, and be like, "Thanks." Oh yeah, man, you got to, you got to. Uh, so that, because... that's what I did for the Darth Vader PS4 that I have. Nice. Uh, yeah. They sell it in Pro. Do you know? I'm sure they sell it in Pro. Super off topic. I apologize. Yeah. No, I'm sure they sell it in Pro. Yeah, because uh, I want to jump in on that uh, right away. I know that the multiplayer isn't hitting right away though. Yeah. Oh really? Uh, no, apparently even uh, for console. Yeah, no, apparently it's not till November. Weird. Huh. I well, think. I guess they give people time with the campaign and get used to the physics and everything first. They did the same thing with uh, GTA Online. Okay. Didn't, didn't launch, I don't think, till like a month after. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah, so not out of character necessarily. Mm-mm. Cool. I'm just, I'm so uh, salty about having to do this, though. Yeah. Because. Well, you yeah. want to play with other people, right? I'd rather play it on PC. Well, probably, yeah. Yeah, because you said you were going to do keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Oh man, you're gonna have so much fun. You're gonna have so much fun with a controller on console with me. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm not a, I'm not foreign to that. We'll come back to this. Yeah. Finish your, finish your final answer. Like. It'll just be like, you'll be trying to handle the controller, and it'll just be like flopping around in your hands. Oh, like, no, you know I'm, I'm gonna get back to that. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get back to this. Hold on. Finish your final fantasy bit. <laughs> okay. So for Final Fantasy 15, uh, I did go ahead and start a campaign in there. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really have an expectation of the game going in other than I, I thought it was going to be a lot more like, say, like 13, for instance, than anything else. Yeah. And it's actually turned out to be a really good mix of the old and the new. Uh, so it's definitely drawing on a lot of inspiration, I guess you could say. from I, I, I think there's inspiration there from 7, 8, 12, certainly. A lot of inspiration from there as well. Uh, just in regards to the real-time combat and the way that's set up. But there's no gambit system or anything like that. You do have three characters who you travel through the game. Well, four total along with your yeah, main character yeah. you travel through the game with. So it's the same four characters you take all the way through the game. There's not really, like, classes per se that I can see yet, or no way to sort of establish classes per se, because everyone fulfills a very heavy combat role. 
in it because it's all real-time combat. Yeah. But, uh, or I guess you could do, like, active time battle or weight battle as well still. Oh, you can? Yeah, I think so. Nice. I think I'm on active I'm, right now. I'm a huge fan of wait time battles. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking of switching because I, I am playing it on normal, and there are some, some battles that I'm getting into. But the trouble is, the battles I'm getting into aren't necessarily hard. It's just that my level is still it's still fairly low, yeah. and, and the game will let you wander anywhere. Yes. So like it'll send you on a level 10 quest, but waiting to pounce on you during this level 10 quest might be like a level 30 curl. Just like, Jeez. like, so you can try to dodge the curl and run away from it, which is easy enough, or you can battle it. Of course, I battle it every time. Of course, you did. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. So, uh, so, so a it's a little boss bit boss battle. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit tricky in that regard, but it's interesting of a game because so there's like wildlife in the game that you can battle. Okay. Is so it's a fairly open world. So there's wildlife that you can battle, or there's they call them like daemons, d a e m o n s s, so yeah. demons essentially that you can battle as well, and those actually are the classic Final Fantasy enemies. Really. So yeah, so that's your bomb. Yeah. Creatures. Your... That's like your behemoths. That's your... Cactuar? Yeah, yeah, Cactuar is right. So all of them fall under the category of demons, and they okay. only come out at night. Oh. Yeah. So you spend a lot of time on the road Tonberry? in this game, driving at Tonberries, one of three different Tonberries, actually, nice. that you can run into, yeah. And so you spend a lot of time driving around in this game with, with your crew, rolling out, going on road trips and stuff. It's totally cool. Yeah, I heard about the car. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet, man. It's fun. You can customize it, too. I got, like, a sweet Chocobo paint job on it now. That's the only way to go. So awesome, man. So you can roll out with them. But if you're driving in the day, you really don't run into any obstacles on the open road. Uh, but you do see, like, conversations happening and sidebars happening that are interesting to kind of learn more about the characters. Uh, however, at night, you can run into the demons who will just be literally just hanging out on the road waiting for travelers. Awesome. So, like, you'll be driving along. They'll be, like, what are they called? The iron. The ones with the big, huge swords. What are they called? Oh. Yeah, anyway, you'll run into these guys on the road, and, and you'll just see them off in the distance, mm -hmm. and your car lights will be just sort of shining on them, and it's so creepy, because you see this enemy way off in the distance, and, and you know that it will just absolutely thrash you. Yeah. So you could like, sort of discreetly turn around in the car and try and drive in the other direction until you run into something else. Oh, um, so that's happening a lot. And then there's also fairly regular battles that are happening now with the sort of Imperials in the game. I, I used yeah. quote signs there for people listening. And those happen fairly often too. And those battles get you a lot of experience, but they typically drop like 15 enemies on you. Damn. So they're they're pretty involved battles going on, but yeah, yeah. There's like little micro commands you can issue to your teammates to do special attacks and stuff. You can develop those as you go along. Nice. You upgrade your weapons. While some weapons are upgradable, others you just find and are just more powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, the story's interesting so far. You're like a prince who's become estranged from his kingdom because it's been taken over by Imperials, and then it kind of takes off from there. So I've just entered the second main area of the map, and I'm maybe like 15 hours in. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a fairly long game. And uh, as far as armor, weapons, all that stuff goes, you can get fairly minute with the detail of how you mix all that up. Mm -hmm. uh, the magic system is jacked. It's a it's a less good version of Final Fantasy VIII, so I, I'm not a huge fan of the magic system in it so far. Okay. You actually shy away from using magic a little bit because it's it's um, fairly limited in really? its capacity early on, yeah. So you, you, huh. you have to draw magic out. So similar to Final Fantasy VIII, where you have like points you can draw magic from. So you do that... And then you turn that magic into actual usable spells, and then you equip them. So, so you only have four equipment spots in total on any major character, okay. right? And then, actually, no, sorry, Noctis, the main guy, he has four slots, but everybody else only has two at this point in the game that I'm at. Yeah. So you could, like, equip the guy who has the guns prompto. You could equip him with two guns, or you could equip him with a gun and, like, a weak fire spell. 
Right. Like, what do you think I'm going to do? You know, like it just you know, and then the guns obviously get better, bigger and better Two guns. Go, yeah, yeah. So it's so magic is 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 pretty well underutilized at this point in the game. But there has been some improvements where I've gotten more capacity to carry it, which has helped. But I need more capacity to equip it too. And if you combine magic, so say if you combine like uh, Blizzard and fire, and you combine enough of it, like your whole stockpile of it, you can actually get like Blizzara or Faraga. Oh, right, so so you get like upgraded spells based on that too. So the game's cool. cool though. That's the cool. game is cool. Yeah. yeah. So overall, I would say that it's been a really good experience so far. I'm actually really, really, really enjoying it. Also, for the world it takes place in, there's so many moments in it where I'm, I'm out in the wilderness or somewhere, and I think like, oh, this place reminds me a lot of like a location in like Final Fantasy VII, or it reminds me a lot of a, a location in like Final Fantasy VIII or IX or whatever. So it's just really cool to be in that world in a full 3D environment where you can kind of travel around it at will, and there's really nothing to stop you from doing that. Uh, hmm. Except you, it's likely you'll get your ass kicked right, if you right. travel too far off the beaten path. Yeah. So, But that's also the most rewarding. Mm-hmm. So, or like the first dungeon I found, dungeons aren't like required. They're like side quest things that you can do. Yeah. I went in a dungeon, pardon me, uh, it was these mines, sorry, it oh, was these fun. mines, and uh, it was all like level 7 trolls in there. So I was like level 11 at the yeah, time, yeah. so I'm like kicking their asses. And then, out of nowhere, I ran into this level 52 demon okay. who just absolutely just annihilated me in my party. So I had to run. So once you take a hit that kills you, you can run away and heal mm-hmm. and then just try to get away in general. And then eventually you leave the battle area where they're sort of hanging out and, you, and you'll be safe. But yeah, pretty challenging. Pretty challenging game. Nice. So even for Final Fantasy. So I'm quite liking it so far. Okay. Um, aside from that, though, are you playing anything else? Basically, just Watching that. Shows? Still playing a little bit more Final Fantasy V on my phone. So just doing the grindy thing because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. So yeah. and then um, show wise, no, I need to still watch more uh, Iron Fist. But yeah, so what I saw so far that I liked to talk about last week. Iron Fist, yeah, good. Still yeah. Flash. You still have a, you, you also have to catch up on Agents of Shield though. Yeah, I haven't done anything. I haven't watched yeah. anything really. So actually, we got cable uh, last Friday. <laughs> And I've been watching so much HGTV. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's sweet. All right. It's just so cool. You're like, oh, they're like fixing houses and then like, oh, it's a shit house and it's a great house and I'm really excited for them. And then they're like, oh, do I sell it or do I keep it? Yeah. So sweet. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's fun stuff, man. But it's more of the fact that we just got a new house. Yeah, of course. And we're still making improvements in here and stuff. And then in your yeah. mind, you're kind of like, oh, well, it's like this part's like our house or that part's like our house. But yeah. really none of it's like our house. So. Well, no, I mean, like, I can see the, I can see the allure. Yeah, yeah, but, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. But uh, so we got that going on. That's it, man. That's it. That's it. Wow. You know, have you not watched uh, any Big Mouth? The new season of that came out. No, haven't watched that. I didn't even see the first season. What? It's the the, the kid one, right? The little kid one. It's it's not. Was it Bill? Bird? Yeah, it, it, yeah. Watch it. Okay. Who was it? Was it Bill Burr doing it or another? Comedian? Uh, Nick Kroll. Oh, okay. Nick Kroll. And, uh, He's funny. John Mulaney okay. plays uh, his the main character. I guess you would call the main one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Are they both from the league? I know Nick Kroll is. I, I want to say yes. Yeah. I want to say yes. But yeah. I don't I'd have to see a picture of John Mulaney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's an entertaining guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I have this computer here. Yeah. John Mulaney. There you go. So we can settle this right now. <laughs> no. He is not from the oh, league. Okay. At least not that I know. Maybe he was in the league or something like that. But he's actually, he was a writer from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know. You I got a good stand-up that. actually on Netflix. You should watch those. Yeah, that's actually, I think they're advertising it on here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, and, and there's an article about Big Mouth 
that says how Nick Kroll wrote his and John Mulaney's Big Mouth Dirty Talk. So you can learn all about that on Vulture. It's an amazing show. I think, anyway. I don't know. So, anyway, if it's funny, I'll try it. Other gaming news going on. So we're getting into gaming news now? Oh, boy. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Uh, Did you see the Harry Potter gameplay? What? You didn't see this? No. So, gameplay was leaked. So, for the new game? Yeah, a new Harry Potter game. I don't even know anything about it. Yeah, so it's an original title. All right, so explain. So... What what genre? uh, It it appears to be an open-world fantasy RPG. Like an MMO? No. Okay. Not an MMO. I already lost me. So, what? I, I thought you'd be like, oh, sweet, I can play it like single, because so I'd be much, more... So much better MMO. I want to play it more like a single player game, but... Meh. Actually, it's uh, it's a lore that would lend itself well to an MMO. It so, would. Yeah, yeah, because it's like a giant school. Like well, a couple giant schools. Yeah, yeah. And they can compete. Competing schools. They don't have to compete like killing each other, they can compete in just contests. Yeah. yeah. Or like Quidditch. It could be like Bulgaria versus the Irish. I don't know. I don't know, man. Whatever. Yeah. That was Goblet of Fire. Plus, they also got the uh, all yeah. the American schools now, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so many different ways they could go with that. And you could choose which school you want, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it'd be cool if they did that and they didn't name... Like, you didn't get to choose which house you were in. Oh, like you had to do, like, a Yeah, you had to do the hat and everything. Yeah yeah, 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 no, 100%. I think you should be That'd sorted. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think you should definitely be sorted. I don't think you should pick. I'd probably be Hufflepuff. I mean, people would ultimately put out guides on, like, here's what you need to pick oh, to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to get in yeah. this house. But, I mean, like, ultimately what it comes down to is, like, I mean, th- that's kind of part of the fun. Yeah. Is not picking. Is getting sorted. Oh, it's totally part of the fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's part of the lore, too, right? It actually wouldn't make too much sense if they didn't do it that way. So Every time every time I do those stupid surveys, I'm always putting Slytherin. <laughs> Are you really? I'm always. So, I sort of, I bounce around. A lot of times I'll end up in Ravenclaw, and sometimes I'll end up in Gryffindor. I think I've been put in Ravenclaw once. Yeah, yeah. I'm mostly in Ravenclaw, I would say. So I would say 75% of the time I end up in Ravenclaw. Yeah. So. I was also, like, really messed up one day, and I did one of those things, and I ended up in Hufflepuff. Oh, nice. Which was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, Hufflepuff, there's got to be some redeeming qualities there. Oh, there is. Well, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know well, what they are offhand. I'm not sure. <laughs> I assume that anyone who can, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to go and look up the last survey from uh, that I did on, on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I also did that thing to figure out what my, uh, what's it, the Patronus thing. And we're super off The what thing? The Patronus thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Everyone was doing that for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this thing just fall asleep on me? Normally it doesn't happen. Oh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, open world game. It shows some combat. So the, yeah. the in-game character is using a wand, shooting. I don't think it's supposed to be Harry Potter. It just looks like sort of a generic character. Okay. Apparently it's set in the 19th century. So when you are a student at Hogwarts is is the current story. Uh, awesome. It looked like a modern game, uh, with sort of the physics going on in, in large open spaces, and it, it looked right. it looked really really good. Um, there was some speculation as to who might be developing it. I don't think the answer ever came out as to who the developers are, uh, but it was clear that the footage that was that was leaked online came off screen from somewhere. So I'm not really uh. sure where, where they got. It. I don't know if they were just you know. Uh, I don't know, a oh, studio like, somewhere. Po- pocket uh, pocket phone? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Phone. I think they just had the phone in the front pocket or something, maybe, and we're filming it that uh, way. Could dick. Be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but interesting, though. Very interesting. So, obviously, it'll be a, uh, a Warner Brothers-produced game, being it's their property. So right, knows, yeah. Knows. A lot of good studios under Warner Brothers. So, you got Rocksteady. Could be Rocksteady. Could be. Yeah. So, but it'll it'll it's highly likely it'll be uh, a studio like them, if not exactly them. Yeah. 
So, known for doing no. So that's that's Harry Potter in gaming news. I feel like there's something else I want to mention, but I don't remember what it is. Maybe we've got it here. About Harry Potter? No, news. About how you wanted to be a Hufflepuff? No. Oh, oh hey, didn't the uh, new Star Wars show start up? Yes. In fact, that was ah. next on the notes. So the first image uh, was officially posted. Um, I think John Favreau might have been the one that posted, or maybe oh, the official the Mandalorian. the Mandalorian account, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so there was an image posted. I did share it on the Running Geek Facebook page for people who haven't seen it. You can check it out there or on the Twitter feed yeah. uh, not, at Running Geekery. Not fat. Just a, just some new Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. We should probably preface it early. It, this was not Boba Fett, or at least it didn't appear to be Boba Fett. This was just a. Well, they, no, they said specifically it's not. It's, it's not. Some, it's just some Mandalorian. That's great. <laughs> so I, obviously, there's so many Mandalorians in in the Star Wars lore that they could leverage, uh, or even an original character. Because why not? I think that's the idea. It's, yeah. it's some kind of original. So this is a big budget show uh, being produced, uh, and I think probably at least partially directed by John Favreau. Uh, who's been involved in a lot of works with Disney over the years, uh, particularly in the Marvel space. Yes. This is the first time he's crossing over... To Star Wars. Yeah. He's, he's, a, huge, oh, no, he's a huge Star Wars fan, though, isn't he? He is a huge Star Wars fan. I was trying yeah. to think, though. Oh, no, he was attached... He was. He played the monkey man in Han Solo. John Favreau did. Or at least he did the voice for him. Oh, right. Uh, sorry, yeah. The um, The pilot. Yeah. He, he had, like, the four arms or whatever. Pilot. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't even remember what so race that's, that was. So far, his only, like... Raz or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So his his direct connection to the Star Wars universe, I guess. So this is really interesting. Uh, Disney has put a lot of faith in him before, and it paid off, for instance, with, like, Iron Man setting up the MCU. Uh, not Disney, but Marvel, rather, at that time. I mean, Favreau seems to be somebody who had a lot of passion for his work, so I'm I'm positive about it. Um, but no, there was, there was another show, though, that I was actually bringing up. Not, not The Mandalorian. There was the... Um, there's that new animated series. Mm. Yeah, not Rebels, but... Uh, well, Rebels is coming back. It is? I believe Rebels is coming back for another season, yeah. I thought it was... I thought that was the end. No. Because they tied it up so perfectly. No, let me just double-check that while you while you yeah. speculate. Uh, but, yeah, I think Rebels... Yeah, because there was two series actually coming up here. So Star Wars Rebels returns for its fourth and final season, uh, beginning Monday, October sixteenth, in Disney XD. Oh no! No, that was, nope. uh, that nope. was, that was that last was year. Passed, yeah. That was last year. No, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah, Clone Wars has another season coming. Yeah, Clone Wars has another season coming, and then Rebellion is the newest series, right? Or is it Resistance? Uh, Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, we'll have to look it up here. Yeah, uh, I know it's about racers slash new Resistance pilots. Yeah, Star Wars I, I should, Resistance. I should yeah. know a lot more about the show, but I just honestly have not been able to bring myself to care. Well, yeah, so this one is specifically centered around Poe Dameron. Uh, I know on, on the poster for the show, it shows BB-8 on there, so clearly BB-8 will play a role, as well as some other pilot named Kazuda Zayono. Yeah, he's, guessing... the, he's like a spy Okay. for Dameron inside of this, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, they do racing yeah. as well as... Uh, being pilots for the resistance, and he also the one main guy does spy work. Do they well blast womp rats in the old T sixteen? No, I think they're on some kind of water planet. Oh, okay. Like no like womp oil rats. rig platform. <sighs> well, it could still be womp rats. Yeah, I know one of the pilots is a Rodian though. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I see him in the, in the background in a very small picture. Yeah, he's like a hotshot pilot. Yeah. And his name, Greedo. It's not Greedo. No, I'm just. <laughs> What if he gets shot in the face? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, no, it's already kind of a precedent set about Rodians. I mean, it'd be cool to see a Rodian in a more prominent role that's not... Yeah, just, that's, I think yeah, that's yeah. what the, they were going for, yeah. So, because up till now, haven't had a great reputation. Yeah, which is unfortunate because, like, as, at least as long... Uh, at least as far as the Legends lore was concerned, Rodians had a pretty cool backstory. Like, yeah. Their, their racial heritage was very cool. Really? What was it? They were, like, hunt, hunt masters, stuff like that. Hunters. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, Which makes sense why Greedo is tracking down Han. Well, yeah. Trackers. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's that that's a whole part of their like legacy. But uh yeah, no, they're they, they um were interesting. They were an interesting race and they're very prominent in the galactic society. So like having them actually intermingle with humans is good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, especially like I guess a human led organization like the resistance. So yeah, it's uh, it's actually kind of irritating, I think, anyway, that there's not more mixed aliens in with the human yeah. cast. Well, they killed them all off in episode eight. Akbar, man, and the most unceremonious death of all time in oh movies. Oh my god! It, let's not start that fucking. I'm trying to get him fired up here. <laughs> I'm just going to drink this beer and pretend you're not talking about what I... So, I, I won't stick my thumb in, in the open wound anymore today, I promise. Yeah. yeah. So, actually, in Star Wars news, something I was going to mention regarding Episode Nine. That's Favreau's Mandalorian we were just talking about, obviously, so that is in production for the Disney streaming channel that's actually coming yep. up. Yep, so, yep, that'll yep. be one of the debut shows. I was actually thinking Han Solo would have been a good film to debut on that streaming channel if they hadn't already released it in the cinema. Because it's a good film, but it didn't do extremely well in the cinema. I actually uh, just recently rewatched Solo. Yeah, still good? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I, like, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously, there's some things that are not perfect with it, but that's mm. like any other movie. Sure, sure. Overall, but, uh, I thought it was a very good film. Yeah. The news coming out of episode nine was that Adam Driver canceled a university appearance uh, allegedly due to Star Wars schedule changes. And so did Billy D. Williams, and so did uh, Junis. And sorry, Billy D. Williams plays Lando Calrissian, obviously, obviously coming yeah. back. Uh, Adam Driver plays Kylo Ren, uh, aka Ben Solo. Junis Suotomo, who is currently playing Chewbacca, uh, also had to do some schedule changes regarding the filming schedule for Star Wars. And uh, Andy Serkis, uh, the latter, he didn't say specifically what he was changing his schedule for, but it's known that he is going to be a part of the Star Wars filming somehow. For episode nine, it always is. So, but yeah, but he he most recently played Snoke in the series. But he's a very talented actor. He could pop up as another motion cap character, uh, and he's played many motion cap characters. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, we're, we're we see a very good possibility that Snoke's going to just come back. From yeah, that yeah, and I really liked your idea you mentioned last time. Like maybe he's a revenant, right? And that's why he's so battle scarred. And, yeah. and he just shows up from the dead, and everybody's like, "What the hell? Like, where'd you come from?" Well, yeah, because so. like they they made this whole spiel about how he's like supposed to be like. He's supposed to make Palpatine look like a fucking insect, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes down like a total bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it almost seems like maybe there should have been a bit more design there on his part for, there, for what was happening. Uh, there was just... Yeah, we won't go into it. Again, the, the wound is still open. It's still yeah. seething. <laughs> it's just... It's painful. Uh, it's... I know, man. I know. But anyway, that's what's going on in Star Wars 9 news for this week. Other than that, I think it's been pretty quiet on a Star Wars 9 news front. I'm still hoping that uh, we're looking at a two-film, a two-part film here. I think it's likely. Yeah. So I, I, I think, and, I, and, I, and I'm hoping it is as well, So because uh, that means we get at least two more films from the Skywalker saga uh, to tie it up correctly. And I'll state again, as I stated last time, I wouldn't mind a power fantasy of some sort. So after seeing our heroes... Completely Ugh. and utterly trounced in in the last one, which is very disappointing, and not in the same way that like 
Empire was because Empire yeah. was just a solid film all throughout, right? Yes. But but it, so, and the heroes got the shit beat on them too, and they absolutely did, right? But it's still my favorite Star Wars film. Yeah. So and the reason is is because it's just a very good film, right? Yeah. So I think maybe that was Ryan Johnson's idea with Eight, but it's just obviously went sideways in so many directions. Yeah. Sometimes uh, sometimes you actually need to have a solid view on what is yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, or at before, least before executing, at something least know how the film is going to end because I feel like. The last few people escaping due to a diversion is not a great ending for film anyway. But. Yeah, I think they, they suffered. It, uh, it felt like they just, every time they did a scene change, they grabbed like a handful of darts with all a bunch of different plot points on yeah. them and threw them at a board. And whatever ones were closer to the yeah. center, they're just like, okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> what was the episode of South Park? Uh, they were making fun of some TV show, and they had like manatees in a tank, and they were just like pressing buttons on this big board, and I, they were mocking a show and saying, well, this is how they come up with the ideas yeah. for the story points in the show. It's basically what this was. Yeah. So manatees in a tank, randomly pointing out things that they find interesting. <laughs> Colors. So that was uh, that Star Wars oh episode eight, everybody. Oh. We won't talk about that anymore. But that's Star Wars news then. Well, you know, I think um, I think we can get into Venom. Yeah? Go ahead and I'll insert, like, some cool thing here. Break it. 34, 30 here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, we are Venom. <laughs> yeah? Does that sound like him? Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so we both saw it over the weekend. I just saw it last night. You saw it. When, when did you see it? Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. So I figured we could get into, like, a little bit of a spoiler-free review uh, to kind of kick it off and then get into the actual spoiler cast portion where we can talk about kind of the events of the film. I don't think it has to be too in-depth of a review. It certainly uh, seemed to me to be not a multi-dimensional film, uh, so so I don't think we'll have to go too far into the actual review portion. Uh, I yeah. would say just in terms of, like, the technicality of the film and sort of, you know, so it's a big-budget superhero... Well, not, not big-budget, uh, a modest-budget superhero flick, $100 million, right? Yeah, I guess that's moderate. Yeah, yeah, moderate by today's standards, right? Actually, I would say that's probably on the lower side. Yeah, they're routinely coming up to $250, $300 million production budget at this point, or more, Yeah, in the case of like Han Solo, right? So where they just kept going over due to reshoots. Or uh, Avengers, what were those things? Pretty tank-heavy, right? Uh, Avengers, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they tank so bad. Yeah, I know, but like how much funding they require, too. <laughs> Yeah, obviously, and, and and we're not even talking about like advertising budget. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. like potentially no, no, another. No, we're talking about development. Million. Yeah, yeah. So it's there's there's a lot that goes into these. So I guess it had a successful opening weekend overall because it did open to eighty million dollars over the weekend, which is above projections, and it only cost them a hundred million to make, and that's eighty million domestic. So once you add in what it made overseas and then what it's going to continue to make, it's probably going to more than double its production budget, which mm-hmm. is a success by Hollywood standards. So, yeah. yeah. In fact, it did, what did they say? It did more in its opening weekend than The Amazing Spider-Man. So this is the one, the first one with Andrew Garfield. But yeah. it didn't do as much as The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Interesting. Yeah. So to kind of place it where it fell in terms of, you know, sort of Sony-produced flicks, that's that's where it falls. Yes, Sony-produced flicks. That's a yeah. great, that, that's the one thing to, to make mention of because the MCU is not likely to see Venom. Probably not going to see Venom. Yeah. Or they might just or at be, least not in this film. Maybe this whole movie was just an advertisement to try and get Disney or Marvel to like try and get Venom so they make more money. Yeah. Maybe. Because they'd, they'd certainly make more than $100 million off the property if they handed it over to Marvel. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm gonna reserve a lot of what I have to say for our review, because like like once we get into the review, Ernest, because the movie was not bad, but it was not no. as advertised either. Yeah, and a lot of that. It's interesting because they saved the ratings reveal for just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So at which which point it was revealed that the movie would actually end up being PG-13. And that was kind of a dead giveaway and a mistake. Uh, But it was a dead giveaway that this was going to be a very different film than anticipated. So I anticipated, you know, sort of a... You can't say return to form because they never did a Venom movie specifically before. But I'm just thinking the comics, like he was he was a very violent character uh, in his own comics, especially when battling Carnage. And, and there's just a lot of lore in there that they could have drawn on. And they didn't draw on any of it. So it was uh, kind of an original story that they yeah, went for. Which is always a mistake. Yeah. Because then at that point you're alienating your fans and you are going into unknown territory. Yeah. Like Why? So, and we'll get more into it in the spoiler section, but there's actually a moment that happens in the after credit scene that's just, it, 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 it was supposed to be like a real gasp, oh, yes moment, you know, but the theater was fairly indifferent to it when it happened. Which part? So the very, very end after after the initial ending credits. Maybe we'll, I, we'll talk about it momentarily. I may not have actually stayed for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it momentarily. Might blow your mind, might not. So, but as, as for the actual review of the film, uh, I, I would say like, if we were to give it like a number rating, I would say like average <laughs> uh so five or six maybe just five out of ten uh it was entertaining and and it was fun i would say it was a fun film to watch the whole way through and to kind of be a part of with the crowd because there was a lot of you know laughter and a lot of good jokes and things like that going on not all the jokes landed some of the jokes were kind of overshadowed by the fact that here you are you know and your your hero is a monster who's biting people's heads off so it's just some some of them didn't mesh real well with, with the overarching story but yeah, I I would actually it, it see here's the thing, right? Is that now that I'm thinking about it and talking about it critically, I my opinion of it is actually going down. Yeah. Uh it's I gonna would, go down even more once I get into it, my talking points. Oh, it's gonna get worse. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's like three or four for me. Yeah. It, yeah. It was around there. I mean, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Which was a shame because I wanted to go there and I wasn't expecting much. I wasn't looking for like something to blow my mind but i was looking for a solid popcorn flick yeah and the fact that i come out of a a popcorn flick expectation with such a low thought thinking of it is yeah. indicative of how, of how how i think the movie did yeah i mean i would base my five out of ten on the fact that tom hardy actually pulled it off is venom and he did he did a really good job and uh there was moments that i think were meant to be overacted and he did a good job of it and then there were some moments where he overacted and i felt like it wasn't part of the plot at that point and it just didn't make sense yeah so but it, i i think overall he did a really good job and i honestly i can't think of anyone offhand who i think could have pulled it off better so i think i think tom hardy did a good responsible job as the title character hmm. but feel free to disagree i'm trying to think if there's if there's an actor that jumps to mind that could have played this iteration of eddie brock better joaquin phoenix all the kids are doing it no no no, no. <laughs> uh jake gyllenhaal I think would have been a better Venom. But he's Mysterio. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. But no, but like ever since seeing him in Nightcrawler, he could play these darker roles. Oh, proficiently. Yeah. Well, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. yeah. And um, underutilized think, and phenomenal. I, would say. I think that he would, he could potentially play a decent Eddie Brock. I don't think he's the best by any means, but I'm, I was just thinking like off the, off the cusp, like yeah. he would be good. I mean, Tom Hardy, not bad. By any means, but I don't think that he was necessarily even the best pick. I think that he would be better 
cast as somebody else. Yeah. Who? Gambit? Maybe? Potentially? Maybe not. Yeah, the accent was out there. <laughs> well, no, I think, I think that... He could have done a Bayou accent. I mean, if you've seen how he can shift his accent, it's pretty good. Right, we've seen him play a couple different roles with various actors. Yeah, for people who don't know, in this movie, so obviously the previews show Tom Hardy talking with a really thick, like New York or Long Island or Bronx accent or something like that. Something but, in there. Yeah. yeah, something in that regard. But he's it's actually taking place in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Not many people might know that, but that's yeah. actually where the film <laughs> is based. So yeah. they didn't really give an explanation to that at all. So we just assumed that maybe his version of that character, Eddie Brock comes from New York, which makes sense because the character was a New Yorker originally. Yeah. Well, everyone's like from New York in the yeah. Marvel Universe. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they also kind of show him in the previews sort of disheveled and uh, sort of broken down as a character, which which does happen in the course of the film. I don't, I don't think that's a spoiler. But actually, at the beginning of the film, he starts off, he's he's very successful as yeah. a reporter, right? And he has like his own, his own sort of expose show. Uh, like, kind of like a Vice-esque. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good a good comparison. Yeah, he's kind of like yeah. a Vice sort of live, you know, film crew kind of uh, journalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is successful. He's sort of engaged to Michelle Williams' character, uh, who goes by the name of Anne Weying, uh, who's... Uh, I, I won't talk about much more of that right now, except that she's also like a lawyer, right? So they're yeah. both sort of successful people in their own right at the yeah. beginning of the film. Uh, Riz Ahmed... Uh, who you might know from a couple of couple places recently, actually. Mm-hmm. So he was recently in uh, Rogue One. Yep. Yep. So you played, uh, the, you played the Defector. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he played the yeah. Defector in that, the pilot. And then he was also in, I don't know if you saw the show Girls. Uh, he was in the final season of that for a few episodes. Is that uh, what Adam Driver was Yeah, it's got Adam from? Driver in it. Yeah, so two Star Wars mm. alumni in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right? Like, I always wonder when you hear things like that, if like one actor is like, oh, I know a guy. You know, probably he'll be, be great for that role. I mean, it yeah. probably is. There, there's probably some connection there. So anyway, so that's that's or like reason somebody on the casting crew was on casting for girls or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. They would employ the same one. And then you have a couple sort of lesser known actors here. You, you'll have uh, Scott Hayes as uh, Roland Trees, who's uh, Riz Ahmed's head of security. Riz Ahmed's character goes by the name of Carlson Drake in the movie. Right. And then Reed Scott is uh, Doctor Dan Lewis, who is. Um, uh, plays a part of I won't spoil it, but we'll get to it. <laughs> so I, yeah. I don't want to spoil that. And then there's another big one that I'll name sort of once we get into the spoiler section. But yeah, the film overall, the action was filmed extremely close up. I thought uh, technically, close. yeah, it didn't look good technically because it was so close. Modern modern action filmmaking has wider shots, uh, so you can view more of the action, what's happening around the characters, especially yes. for such powerful characters. Uh, it would have been cool to see some of the battle sequences happen. Uh, between the Venom characters uh, further apart, right? They're further yeah. out, which so was, you can see more of the environment. Which in this one is Venom and Riot. Yeah, Riot, yep. Would, yeah. Be, the, would be the other symbiote that, that is that is featured. Yeah, which, yep. it, which was a bit disappointing. Yeah, and I'll get into the reason why in the spoiler section, why I think it was disappointing, but you might be feeling the same way. Okay, sure. So, and then, yeah, I guess that's kind of all. You know, so technically, like, in some of the CG I felt didn't hold up. Um, a bit gamey at points. Yeah, it, it was. And then um, I saw some backgrounds that were used multiple times in the film, and that really took me out of it. Yeah. So specifically, the lab that's on... So if you know San Francisco, there's Golden Gate Bridge that goes up from the city, and Golden Gate actually connects to Marin County, which is like a whole like other side of the bay there. Yeah. And, and his 
big the life I don't know what they were, what were they called life. life yeah life life laboratories or whatever they were yeah. they, they were built into the side of the mountains on the other side of Golden Gate Bridge there yes so and they used that background a million times yes yeah, so many times in the movie and and it yeah. was just like I could tell that I could tell each time they used it that it was the exact same one like I get if you use it once or twice just because. Well, yeah, you're setting sense. up the you're setting up the like oh they're always there kind of thing right yeah. but man like they really used like so many times they've used the shit out of yeah it. yeah and then uh, so so there were just things like that that I thought were done kind of sloppily I, I think direction comes down to it the writing was pretty rough the, the I would say the most substantive conversations that happen between two characters in the whole film are the conversations between Eddie Brock and Venom who maybe or is maybe not in his head. <laughs> so th- those are probably the, the most in-depth conversations yeah. that happen in the film. So say the conversations between him and Michelle Williams' character are not even as good, right? Which is crazy because she's a great yeah. actress. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of a lot of drop balls it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it came to that. Uh, like I said, let's let's tear into this spoiler side of this. Alright, so this is it. We're switching over. Okay, so anybody who doesn't want to hear spoilers, don't listen to the rest of the episode. Because from here, this will be the rest of the episode. Yes. Yes. And okay, so moving into spoilers. We're there. Alright. We're there now, yeah. (laughs) So go ahead. Okay. Well, no, no, you can start this off by all means. Yeah, I can do that. So I would say Venom was the movie I wanted to see in 1994 when I was like 10 years old and playing Maximum Carnage on yeah. Super Nintendo. So it was it was it was supposed to be a very guilty pleasure, I feel like, and it just didn't turn out that way for me. The, I would say the best action sequence in it was maybe the first one with Venom. So where it starts off in the apartment and then he's in the street and he's on the bike and then there's the whole car chase scene. Like that was probably the best action sequence in in the whole movie with Venom. Yeah. Um I wasn't too impressed by it. So Michelle Williams' character, Anne Weying, starts off as his fiance. They end up breaking up because he uses he basically hacks into her email and yeah. finds some email about, you know, uh Life Labs uh, being Yeah, Life Labs and, and Carlton Drake that, that you know he can use against them in his interviewing. So Carlton Drake ends up ruining his life uh as a result of this and she, you know, gets Michelle fired. Williams' character breaks up with him, she yeah. gets fired yeah. over this, right? And then and then they aren't friends anymore. Uh although he's really hung up on her. And yeah. then she, she has a new boyfriend later on named Dr. Dan Lewis, played by Reed Scott. And uh, so he's actually someone who is, like, more altruistic than actual people really are, I feel like, because he was trying to help Eddie as her ex. But, like, if he's her ex, why wouldn't you just say, well, like, there's other doctors I can refer him to? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it would just it was like, plot-wise like, I think it was, like, supposed to make us think he's the good guy, which all, all it proved to me was that it made her character shittier. Yeah, because he's like this great guy who's trying to help in the shitty situation. Yeah, and she all, all ends up just kind of like dumping him. And then we can kind of focus on this part then for a minute because <laughs> the relationship there was really strange because Michelle Williams was engaged to him. She broke up with him because of how he used. You're talking about Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Yeah. Because of how he used her email to get his story or whatever. Yeah. Right, and then she was going very far out of her way to, like, find help for him later on in the film uh, when he was already sort of turning into Venom or, or at least sort of the dual he's personality. Yeah. yeah, he's infected at that point. And it just it just didn't seem very genuine to me. None of it seemed very genuine. Uh, she witnessed some pretty horrifying things, and I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah I it's just it was it, it all felt very awkward. It felt, yeah, like a lot of this, with this kind of movie, 
I think that somewhere along the line, somebody lost sight of what people wanted. Because when I saw, at least personally, a Venom movie, I was thinking, all right, rated R. We're going to get some sweet villain action on screen. Finally, let's do this. Right. And we got a low-key anti-hero character that was not very interesting or enticing or... Do you remember Venom being, like, a a cannibal? (laughs) Well, a bitch, yeah, one. But also a cannibal in the comics? Technically, Venom's not a cannibal because Venom is eating humans. That's true, and Venom's an alien. Yeah. But was was he eating humans in the comics to survive? (laughs) I don't remember that. I don't recall it to be honest with you i don't think it was i don't think his survival was ever really uh uh because those moments were where the, where the symbiote's taking over and then he's saying like i need to eat and he's eating meat and stuff and he spits it out and he says it's dead he's saying it's yeah so he can only right? eat live thing like live fleshy things to stay alive yeah, I don't know. I that's not that's I not mean, wasn't no, it, that wasn't in the comics no i'm pretty sure that was just a cool edgy factor yeah that was added to the character it was just it was so over the top i'll be honest with you actually you know i'm not a huge i don't have a huge repertoire of the venom stuff yeah um well i did read venom and i read maximum carnage back when that was a thing yeah so which which made the the after the after credit sequence pretty cool well no yeah and i mean like i went through them once but i mean i didn't i don't it's not a comic that i've read meticulously not like not like other people right so like a lot of the stuff that comes to mind is not necessarily as granulated as somebody who's a huge fan would have it ready. Yeah, so like, a bit a bit disappointing on that. I know I, I they were just adding so many things, so many layers onto this. They didn't really need to. They just didn't make sense. Yeah, and I think the other reason why they added it on was because then Venom would be compelled to bite people's heads off during the course of the film, which he did. Yeah. Well, they, the thing is that they they screwed up because they. Made it out to look like it's going to be a villain movie, right? Like, right. This is not a hero movie. Right. But it was. Yes, let's get into that. So, <laughs> the symbiote in this starts off as an alien, presumably with no knowledge of Earth or its people or anything. Yeah. They're having trouble at Life Labs because Riz Ahmed's character sort of gets these things from space, brings them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them gets loose right away. Riot gets loose right, loose right away and is trying to make its way to the other symbiotes yeah. um, throughout the film, which which is sort of a background story element that was happening. And then uh, Venom ends up taking to Eddie Brock. Not right away, though. He takes Not right to, away. He takes to a, uh, another homeless child. Yeah, yeah. Somebody he knew, actually. Yeah, yeah. someone Eddie Brock knew, yeah. And then it takes to Eddie Brock. And then it goes from... Like, just being an all-out aggressive, taking over his body, sort of... Symbiote, yeah. Yeah, symbiote, to being, like, all of a sudden it's talking about how now it likes Earth and it likes its people and he wants to participate in this somehow. Yeah. And he calls himself a loser from his own planet. This is what Venom calls himself a loser from his own planet. He says, you and I are alike because you're a loser and I'm a loser, but I'm like... They said at the beginning of the movie you came off of like a comet or like a, a meteor or yeah. an asteroid that was just floating around out in space. Well, like all of the symbiotes are supposedly on said comet, right? Yeah. I don't know. So what are you doing? Like you're just, you're a symbiote and you're living on a comet with millions of other symbiotes and you have like this yeah. culture and in this culture you count as a loser? Yeah, apparently. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It's just so goofy. Yeah, it was goofy. Yeah, I, so anyway, so they're, they're sort of sh- shoehorning in these weird, weird... Like story they're, they're trying points. to build, they're trying to world build, but they're doing it like sideways. They're yeah, not, they're not 
they're not building upon anything. Well, so this is a film that didn't let you sort of witness and infer anything from the story. It had no. to tell you everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh, it was like a wiffle bat. Yeah, constantly slamming you in the face. <laughs> Was, no, it was like it was sad though because it's like you're treating me like a fucking child, yeah. guys. Come on. So a film is actually allowed to show you some things as a viewer, and maybe you learn more than say the characters do, right? Yeah. Because you're a viewer and you can infer what's happening on screen, whereas the character in the film Can't might not infer film. the same yeah. thing, right? But in this, there's no distinction between the viewer and the characters in the movie. Everybody knew exactly the same thing about what was going on. Yeah. Right? And that's just a really goofy way to write one of these. Yeah, I know it was garbage. So Eddie Brock should not have ever known, A, this is an alien, B, like he comes from an asteroid and now this thing is like sentimental toward Earth. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do a little bit of a side spoiler for something to make a bit of a comparison. So if you haven't watched this movie that I'm going to talk to you about yet, stop watching the spoiler cast, go watch it first, and come back and listen to the rest. Um, there's another movie, and I mentioned it to you earlier. Yeah, you need to tell me about this. Yeah, Upgrade. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen Upgrade yet, go see it. Especially if you're interested in seeing Carnage, because this is the movie that you probably would have wanted to see. Upgrade is, in a lot of ways, a symbiote to the extent that Car- uh, sorry that Venom is, but it is technological as opposed to biological. Bit of a spoiler moving forward, so you've been warned. What ends up happening is this guy, the main character in the movie, early on gets crippled and he ends up getting implanted with a ai mm. that helps him because he becomes quadriplegic it helps him control the rest of his body oh so legs arms stuff cool. like that but it also is a computer so it thinks on a logical level not a morality or or, or anything else mm. like emotional level that a human does so there's scenes where this guy is trying to track down the people that murdered his wife and crippled him yeah and the first time he encounters one of these criminals, he is still kind of getting used to his body, isn't, is kind of unsure of himself, and the computer is talking to him in his head, because they work in tandem, yeah. like a symbiote, Yeah. because it's it's helping him move his body and, yeah. and, and figure things out. Like It, it can like scan stuff through his eyes, mm-hmm. so it's, it's very, very intelligent AI. And <laughs> the first kind of fight scene happens, and this guy is getting his ass handed mm-hmm. to him. And then at one point he he gives up trying to fight this criminal because the criminal's clearly like hardened and, and, and decent combatant. Yeah. Had some kind of military training. And he tells the AI to take over. And the AI takes full control of his body mm-hmm. and beats the living shit out of this guy. See, now that's that's a cool that'd be a cool element. That'd yeah. be a cool twist on this if yeah. that was indeed the case. And and there's moments in this where you can kind of see like an arm jerking forward and it looks like he didn't expect it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's like when it jumps off of uh, Eddie and, and like yeah. slams into other people with the tendrils right, and stuff. Right, right, right. It's the same idea in an upgrade, but the idea is that it's now, it's it's interesting because it's this guy's body has been kind of commandeered by this AI. Yeah. But his, like, everything above the neck is still just him. Okay. So, like, he's like horrified yeah. with the stuff that's going on yeah. until the AI finally relinquishes control so of his So when the AI talks to him, does it become it like a... Dis- oh, so does it become a disembodied head that floats out in front of him? Nope. Yeah. No, the way that it works... that happens in Venom. And they actually explain... <laughs> they In Upgrade, the way that they explain the lore of how everything happens is actually very well situated. Yeah. And as a, as a viewer, you 
cue into how things are going on a second before they explain it. So the way that that's structured is that's very cool. That's very good. Yeah. Because like so, there, there's a point where he like pukes in the sink. I'm like, oh man, that's DNA yeah. evidence. And then also you hear the AI go, yeah, that's DNA evidence. We're gonna need to clean that up. That, that's how it should go. Yeah. That's how it should go. Yeah. So that's that's clever writing, right? Because yeah. they, they they wrote it that way because they knew the viewer didn't, would infer that from what they were seeing before it was mentioned on screen, right? Yeah. So so there are times when you know more than that main character, mm-hmm. right? That's how you know a film is doing its job yes. is when you know more than a character on the screen does. Yeah, and right? I don't want to... And wanna... it's because it, the film's done a good job of giving you story yes. outside of just the explicit thing happening, like a fight or <laughs> uh, an argument or something like that, right? So, yeah, it sounds interesting. I need to see that movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good, too, because when you find out... Like I said, I don't want to spoil this part because I think everyone should go see it, but... Yeah, it's the, uh, the ending is phenomenal. Sorry, it was produced by Bloomhouse. Yeah, it's good. All yeah. I gotta say is, don't want to look up too much because you might accidentally see a spoiler that you don't want to see before watching the movie. But watch the movie. Yeah. So its budget was only five million, but it ended up making uh, almost twelve million. So a box office success, I would it say. Should make more than that. Yeah. Is I, it still like, in theaters? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you can buy it though. It came out this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, it is the best movie you yeah. haven't seen yet. So good shout out, and I'm glad we got we got some some sort of positive vibes going here on a film. Yeah, <laughs> because we're about to go deeper into Venom. Oh God. Are yep. We? Okay. So can we not just <laughs> let it die? I mean, like. So no, I'm, I'm not ready to let it die yet. I am. Go on though. Okay, so a couple problems I have, just straight up problems that, yeah. that I just will never be able to get over. One is okay. So why does Riot have this huge quote arsenal of weapons? And Venom has none. So what Venom is able to do is he creates a shield many times, and he creates like a like a sharp point. Yeah. And he's able to attack with these things. Lack of imagination. Yeah. And then and then Riot comes along and he's able to make like two like scythes, and he's able to make like a giant axe. But like, why can't Venom do the same thing? It's just a shape of the thing you were already doing. Yeah. Like, so what is it? What does it mean when you say like, oh, he has? Because Venom's like, oh, this guy's got a major arsenal of weapons or whatever. Yeah. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything, really. It's it's sloppy writing again. I mean, it was just so well, dumb. It is, and like, I mean, it could be easily explained too. It's yeah. like, you know, if you look at it like biological articulation, right? Yeah. Like certain people can do certain things with their hands that other people can't. Yeah. Like pickpockets, stuff like that. So right. if it's described in that sense, it's like you need some kind of good articulation yeah. to make a weapon. And none of it none of it matters anyway, because no, the only way these things can defeat one another is by consuming one another. Yes. So that's the only way the symbiotes can can beat another symbiote is by consuming the other Which symbiote. Which doesn't make sense in the first place because if you consume something, it's technically inside of you. So why wouldn't you so want your arsenal just... to be like a trap that shrinks or something and makes the other symbiote smaller and thus easier to consume? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, the other way that they can defeat each other is fire, right? Fire yeah, is another thing. Our, fire wasn't one of their weapons, at no. least not traditionally speaking. They so should they end up though. using fire. They should have so. like they should have been like, "Oh, I'm a symbiote." It's like, "Oh, hey, they're yeah. weak to fire. Sweet, let's go get so, a flamethrower." In case anybody <laughs> is still wondering, if you're actually listening to the spoiler cast, you're not going to see the movie. So obviously, Riz Ahmed's character ends up getting a symbiote. Riot joins with him, which right? is eye roll. Yeah, I know it was like, so. Don't predictable. give them. Give yeah. the like if you're going to have a Saturday morning villain. Have him get the symbiote immediately, or yeah. don't give him the symbiote. Have him like, have him not fail, but have the henchman who has the symbiote fail. I thought I thought the henchman would get one, the main the main yeah. henchman guy, but he didn't. Which he's got his head bit off. Yeah, which is what know. it is, I guess. Because like the thing is, like the guy was a scientist; he wasn't a fighter. Why right. is Riot 
compatible in any way with this guy. Right. Like, I mean, I get. I guess if if they explain it's like, oh, Riot's already good at fighting and doesn't feel the need to get a fighter, but somebody who's more intelligent, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, oh, makes sense. Yeah, but they didn't explain that. No. Yeah, yeah, and and they didn't. They didn't sort of. Uh, there was no way to infer that from the story happening either. If you assume that, it would just be an assumption, and there's yeah. nothing in the film to support no. it whatsoever. So, and and that's again why why this film was so weak to me. The other problem was that, that I had. So forget forget that whole part about Riot and the weird weapon thing, and and why that even happened. It yeah. just doesn't make sense. So because Venom can do the same thing with his being, his physical being. Yes. So, Riz Ahmed's character, uh, so he played uh, Drake, who is like the, the leader of Life Labs or whatever, and then, and then so they're doing like human experimentation, and that's what Eddie Brock was trying to expose that led to him, his whole life falling apart, right? He, he, there's a couple weird moments in it where like, one, they're experimenting on a guy who they're trying to force bond with one of the symbiotes. Yeah. And then they're like blasting the sound waves at him, which harms at a certain frequency, it actually yeah. harms the symbiote, right? So they're blasting it with it to show Riz Ahmed, like, look, like this hurts the symbiote. This is how you can defeat the symbiote or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, well, if it hurts him, don't do it anymore. Yeah. It's like this is the same guy who was sacrificing person after person after person to trying to join him with symbiotes, and now he's like, this one guy partially joins with the symbiote, and he's like, oh no, don't hurt him. Yeah. It's so goofy. Like, yeah. why do you care about the symbiote and him all of a sudden that much? You know, it just doesn't make sense. Like, like, I mean, I think clearly... like, the idea was that they were hoping that the the movie would somehow infer, though it didn't that hey we have a match let's not fuck this up yeah but the problem was like they already had matches right so and now you're trying to like kill it <laughs> so and then, and then i think that one did end up failing in the long run yeah so because because they were blasting it with sound waves or whatever uh and then the other thing was just the the one-dimensional nature of drake uh, riz ahmed's character like Ugh. So he's trying to explain, and this happens multiple times in the film. Oh my god, this is so, so Multiple cringy. times in the film. So he says, the reason why we're doing this, the reason why we're getting the symbiotes here and exploring space and trying to find new homes or whatever the case may be, is because humans have destroyed the planet. So at various times he says things like, you know, this is the last generation that will exist on this planet. Or, or you know, yeah, humans like are on the verge of yeah. extinction. Or we're doing this because the planet's ruined. He actually, there was one scene in it where he said the same thing twice within probably like 15 seconds. So and that thing was like, it was something along the lines of um, uh, humans have ruined this planet or humans have already given up the planet or something like that. Yeah. He said it twice within like 15 seconds. The exact wording. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't even a conversation. It was just like a... Him like ranting, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was just so dumb. But what a one-dimensional way to sort of set this whole thing up. Like, this yeah. was his motivation. And then, uh, and then obviously, he didn't have motivation uh, because Riot chose to join with him, right? Which he didn't really have control over. Yeah. Yeah. And Riot also, it's like, why? Yeah. You never hear a really Riot at any point. Yeah, well, not I guess really. you can kind of get that Riot is... Because Venom mentions that Riot is a leader who has many followers. Like, yeah. the other symbiotes are willing to follow him, right? Yeah. But there's never any mention as to, like, why he's so powerful or anything like that. Like, But, I mean, like, Riot itself doesn't really communicate that much. There's, like, one scene where it talks with him. Yeah, I and guess. It's like, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. And it basically looks like a chrome version of Venom. Because, again, it's a disembodied head floating in front of Riz Ahmed's face talking to him. Yeah, why? Rather than just a voice in his head. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, ugh. Like, if I hear this voice, you don't think I can just infer that... It's Riot. They, they, yeah. This is Riot talking to him? I don't see another It's like, person. why even do the budget part of having this face right. run out in front? They could have... I don't know. And it happened There's, multiple times to Eddie Brock with Venom, too. Yeah, and it's like, 
for two reasons why you shouldn't do that. One, it's like, why? You're slamming me in the face and calling me an idiot. Yeah. Saying that I can't understand that Venom is talking right now. And two, the other problem is, like, you were just adding budget to this film. Yeah. That could have been put somewhere else in the film if you really wanted to spend And then, it. at the beginning, Venom was such a badass, symbiote. And then, he was, like, such a little bitch, like you mentioned earlier. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, like, there's no way we can possibly defeat this guy. And, like, we don't have the, the arsenal to do it and all this stuff. It's just like, where's this coming from? Like, yeah. Venom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was just so goofy. The, and then, the and then we need, we need so to talk like... about Michelle Williams' Venom. Yeah, I mean, it happens So she shows like up briefly, and Michelle Williams has the symbiote. The symbiote's trying to return to Eddie Brock after yeah. he's been separated from him. And she is, like, a lady Venom. Yeah. With tits, because... Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, with, like, which looked very extreme yeah. compared to her figure, her actual figure. Like, yeah. it was... Yeah, let's put tits on Venom. Yeah, for, yeah. For it no was, apparent reason. <laughs> it was just so goofy, like, ah. Uh. So, anyway, so the spoiler scene. So, the big spoiler scene at the very end, the after credit scene. So, it had Woody Harrelson. Did you see this? Okay, I, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's playing uh, Cletus Cassidy. Yeah, which so, is yeah, yeah. Carnage. Carnage. Yeah. So, Eddie's, like, he's he and Michelle Williams are talking... For some reason, they're friends again after it's all said and done. She doesn't know that he, he still has he still joined a Venom. She doesn't know that. Yeah. Right? Well, th- and she then, thinks Venom's gone. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is weird because Venom did say goodbye to Eddie Brock, and then it was just the stupidest misdirect of all time, and then he just wasn't dead. Yeah. Yeah. So they never really get into that at all. Uh, they could have done like a flashback sequence where maybe the symbiote lands right next to him in the water or something, and it rejoins with him, but whatever. Um, I don't know, that was just, it was so silly, there was no real payoff there. Yeah, yeah, it was just goofy, it was just goofy. And then, so he's talking with Michelle Williams, and then he's like, oh, I got this great interview, but I can't tell you, because he's a working journalist again, because he did the expose on on Drake, right? Uh, And then he says, uh, but I can't tell you who it is, you're going to have to watch it just like everybody else or whatever. So then it shows him going into San Quentin, where, where in this film... Cletus Cassidy, Cassidy yeah. is housed. And I knew the moment I saw him on the bike riding up, I said, oh, this is setting up for Carnage. Yeah. And then sure enough, he goes in and there's Woody Harrelson in there, big red mop on his head. I- I'm actually interested to see Harrelson play Carnage, so I hope there is a follow-up. Yeah, it would probably be a better movie, but yeah, yeah. it was, uh, and they were just setting up for, for Carnage, essentially. So Yeah. 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 So, hey, who knows? Looks like this film will be a commercial success, so which means we will get a second, yeah. which means there will be a Carnage. Hopefully they don't fuck it up. Yep, well, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so I, I think it will be fucked up. So. Wishful thinking on my part, but what What can I say? Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing only in so much as the only Venom we had before this was Spider-Man 3 Venom, which we kind of talked about last week, but, uh, you know... That was garbage, too. Yeah, Topher Grace's Venom was kind of goofy. Is uh, Eddie Brock, specifically, was just very goofy, and they didn't... It was like 20 minutes long. They didn't really get into it or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's just, it was disappointing that, you know, I guess it wasn't disappointing that Spider-Man wasn't in it, but I also didn't get a sense that this even existed in the same universe at all because they couldn't really reference it at all. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It was just, uh, it's just a total side story. That's how you have to view it. And why did they make like the part that confuses me is why did they make Venom out to be the good guy when the whole premise of them making this movie was that they weren't making another good guy? Because they didn't have a writer talented enough to figure out a storyline where he remains the bad guy throughout the film but kills another bad guy. Yeah. Who's potentially worse. Or kills another good guy. Yeah. Pick a, pick a random hero that, yeah. that is not, there's no plans for him to go anywhere. Right. And then, you know, build up the hero side long with Venom, have a showdown at the end, the hero dies, 
everyone applause yeah. leave the theater after watching Cassidy. Basically. And be psyched for the next movie. Basically. Like Cyclops. He could have killed Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like Cyclops. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, like, no, but he could have killed... The, there's so many people. Yeah, yeah. Or even not killed. Like, maimed. Crippled somebody. Yeah. So we could have seen somebody else come back. I mean, like, we've had characters get maimed and come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, uh, one of the better known ones is, like, Misty. Mm-hmm. From Daredevil. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Detective Misty. She gets her arm removed. Yeah. In the Defenders. And uh, and then gets a arm from Rand Industries. So, like, it could have been a good interlude story. But, I mean, it it would have been fun to see Venom go head to head against somebody like Dr. Octavius. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, an actual character who's been featured in Spider Man. Yeah. Would be great. Yeah. Or, like, you know, somebody. Anybody. Yeah, it's not, a shame. Not another symbiote. It's a or shame. if it's going to be a symbiote, do the symbiote that people actually give a fuck about. Yeah. I mean, the good news is, is regarding <laughs> Spider-Man, there's another film coming out, and it's going to be much better than this was, and it's going to feature Mysterio, which is a character we've never uh, gotten to see I yet in, in film. No, I'm so excited. And with a great actor, with Jake Gyllenhaal. So I think it's going to be really, really good. I cannot wait, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. I don't know if we got to mention it last time there were set photos. There were? Uh, leaked, yeah. So I posted them up on... The Ronan Geek Facebook page and the Ronan Geek Twitter feed at right. Ronan Geekery. Yes. But you can go on there and, and, and check it out. The, the photos were leaked originally to Twitter from a Czech uh, account. So under filming in, in Czech Republic. Yeah. So I, I think maybe it was just somebody who lived nearby and was just able to sort of look down at the at the set that mm-hmm. they were filming on. But it showed Jake Gyllenhaal in costume. It's just really hard to see because it's far away. And I don't think Tom Holland's in any of the pictures. Or maybe he is. I don't know. There was a couple of videos too, but it's it doesn't yeah, it's just a movie set, so you can't really tell what's going on, but it's just something is going on. Yeah. But uh yeah, so that's Spider Man Far From Home coming out next year. That'll be uh that'll be interesting to see. I'm really excited to see all of the post Thanos shenanigans that come yeah. out. Oh, did you hear about what happened to uh, Mark Ruffalo? I think what? it's tongue in cheek. I think it's tongue I think it's fake. But on Jimmy Fallon, he allegedly leaked the name of Avengers 4, the actual title, yeah. Avengers 4, but then he, like, wrote Jimmy on Twitter afterwards to, like, beg him to, like, bleep it out, like, publicly. Oh, yeah. And then, so they bleeped it out, but then somebody went in and they took the bleep and they used audio software to remove the bleep and try to figure out what he said behind the bleep, and they think he said, like, Annihilation or The Last Avenger or something like that. Yeah. Anyway... So he didn't go on to confirm or deny that, but then he, the Russo brothers went on Twitter and said, Mark, you're fired. Which, again, I think is tongue-in-cheek. I don't think they yeah. can actually fire him legally no. over Twitter, right? And then, uh, and then Nor he, would and they then want to. He responded, Mark, Mark Ruffalo responds, hey, can't we talk about this first? So I, I think it's all very tongue-in-cheek. I think yeah. it's just all like Mr. It's probably, it's probably all set up. Yeah. It's yeah. probably all scripted. Basically. But, I mean, that's funny. But it's, Ruffalo is the kind of guy, though, that like yeah. he would do something like that. And well, he did do something he, like it before, and he got in trouble with the Rooster Brothers, right? So I think they're just drawing on, on, on that. that experience. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He's done it again. Right. It's like, oh, come on, man. It was probably their idea. They were talking on set one day, like, wouldn't it be funny if... Yeah, you know what I mean, and then it just this just works on Marvel and Disney's it would, timeline. It would also take the piss out of the first time of it happening. Yeah, if they if they turn into a joke. Yeah, but obviously they're not letting him go. They're in the middle of filming a movie no, here, so yeah, yeah they can't. And, they really and, can't and do to be that. honest, he's the most popular Hulk to date. Oh yeah, and after four Ragnarok, time. he's I think he's seen a big boost in yeah. uh, in popularity. So yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I I could go for some more Hulk. We haven't actually had an independent Hulk movie yet. 
uh, after after the yeah. Days. I mean, technically, I mean, well, I guess the last one falls under Marvel Studios, but not under Disney. So it would be interesting to see one with sort of more influence from well, Disney. N- well, no, no independent with Ruffalo yet. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, at the same time, but they Hulk, already did, they already kind of did Planet Hulk though. So yeah, yeah, that'd be the only storyline I'd really care about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, eh, yeah, and they did it so good. <laughs> I. I love that movie. <laughs> Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ragnarok was fantastic. Oh, I loved it, man. So good. But, yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I am interested to see kind of how things move forward. Uh, there's some, some big things, I think, coming in the Marvel cinematic mm-hmm. universe. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, it'll be good to see. Yeah. We've got some more Star Wars stuff on the horizon. They are slowing down production of Star Wars movies. Yeah. So, that's... Good. Yeah, they did say that they're going to slow down production, which yeah. is good because they had a they have a quality control issue. And I think that's they're what, yes, came out of. absolutely. And I think they're going to direct it more toward uh, the streaming service too. So obviously they're doing a lot of content for that already. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Totally. Like, I, like I've always said, like movies have their place, but if you're trying to tell a story, make it a show. Yeah. Don't make it a movie. Imagine Han Solo was a show. Imagine anything as a show. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, okay, no. Here, I mean, I have high expectations do the for a show. Do the reverse. You've seen like season one Daredevil. Yeah, make that a movie. Mm. No, I'm good. Exactly. Yeah, and it was it was so good as a show. Yeah, you can't. Though. That's the yeah. thing. Is like you can't take something that's a that's a show and make it into a movie. Sorry, you can. You can't do it really well though. Yeah, it won't, it won't be good. It won't be as good. Yeah, yeah. So season one of Daredevil was really good though. Season and three is really about to come out, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of buzz around it too. Yeah. So I think it'll be really well, good. Well, it's huge because we don't really know what happened to Daredevil. Yeah. Well, so, I, I have heard set leaks uh, that have come out that, that he's back in the original black costume. So, because he's lost his yeah, actual see. Daredevil costume, presumably because New York fell on top of him. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Dragon Bones. The dragon Bones. Uh, <laughs> at the end of Defenders. Uh, I don't think they're doing another season of Defenders, so it'll just be their own shows for now. And I've also heard that... Um, I think it'll come back. I've honest. heard Rosario Dawson is departing from that that universe. She doesn't want to do anymore. Who does she play again? She plays the nurse. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah she yeah. plays Claire. Yeah, she plays Claire. Yeah. Ooh. So I guess she wants to depart. Which makes sense given the end of Luke Cage, that she would never interact with Luke Cage gangs. That was like her one-time romantic interest, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. She's a great actress. Yeah, she did a great job of tying the storylines together. Yes, being a, a thread in, in the first season of everything, yeah. and then uh, and she was even in Defenders too. So yeah, it'd be a shame. We'll see what happens. It would be a shame, but I mean, it, it, it would be fine. Uh, ultimately, don't like saying this because, like I said, I like the actress, but replaceable character. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They so. can find another character who could play a through through line. Yeah, in those movies or in those shows. Um, so I guess next week maybe we can talk a little bit about Mario Party because you've been playing that. Yep. Sweet on Switch. Finish Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah, I gotta finish Iron Fist. Yeah, maybe we could do like an Iron Fist uh, sort of review. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. we gotta talk about the ending of it. Uh, and then that's it, basically. That's I'm out of content. Yeah. For okay. today. All so right, for Ronan Geek Fish Podcast episode 19. So again, you can find us uh, at Ronan Geekery on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Ronan Geek News. We are now available on everything so spotify <laughs> we're finally on spotify it happened over this last week finally yeah I remember mean, you texted me you're like i don't even we're on spotify know. i'm like I don't even oh we know are what happened so i was clicking around on, on on buzzsprout which is one of the sites that i use for the rss feed for, for yeah. various sources and uh all of a sudden i got to a screen that said oh your your podcast should be live within the next three hours on spotify and i'm like what 
Like, where did this come from? So then I went to Spotify, and sure enough, it was listed on there, and then episodes started popping up, and yeah, it was crazy. So we're officially on Spotify, Rona Geek Official Podcast. So look us up, subscribe, like, leave a review, uh, write angry emails, uh, blast us on Twitter, anything. Literally, we are craving your attention. Yeah, we're just a huge attention force. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm really dying for it. Uh, So anything you have to say, we will listen. And then uh, certainly this is Alex Austin signing off. And Rob. All right, guys. See you for episode 20. Yeah, thanks for your Big blowout. Yeah. Yeah. Big blowout episode 20. It's going to be so sweet, man.